0: All I ever asked is keep it aimin' more than 92 with me, one, honey. L.A., crazy as one, honey. L.A., all I ever asked is one, honey. L.A., yeah.
1: the
0: crazy as one, honey.
1: All I ever asked is one, Well, welcome everybody. Hi. I hope you enjoyed that uh, great opener soundtrack. Uh, it was very fitting (laughs) very related (laughs) turns out it's very related look I don't want to dodge around it Jordan I don't want to make jokes pretend it didn't happen Mm -mm. it happened this weekend happened yeah it was it was uh, not what I thought would happen no in virtually any manner I mean (laughs) right trust me I allowed for the possibility of us losing but Ooh, that weekend hit different, <clears throat> and as our boy Dan Seals said, we are three-time loser. Yep. Oh, man, <laughs> but welcome everybody to Under Talk. We're going to talk it out. That's what we're here for. You can always go to your dad's mm-hmm. and talk to us about anything. That's right. League of Legends related, <laughs> please don't talk to me about <laughs> personal problems. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Um should we should we with that thing we were talking about making an announcement, should we do that right now? We should do it after, after our other the announcements, pod? which is Oh, okay. Which is we have some thank yous yeah. in order. Yep. Thank you first to Elgato.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: nice, I've got nice my mug Elgato mug because I man, I saved I'm down to my very last rippet in my supply. And of course I saved myself Citrus X. Yeah. Gotta and then I forgot to cool it for tonight. Oh, no. I wanted out a mug. this to be a, a victory Citrus X. Yeah. So now I've got the ice in the Elgato Oktoberfest mug.
2: Welcome to the mug club, Cole.
1: <laughs> I'll be sure to dump it in my lap. So thank you to Elgato, yeah. not just for the mug, but for the <laughs> lighting equipment that we are making wonderful use of and the stream capture stuff. I love my Camlink Pro so much. Yeah. Can't I can't describe. Words can't describe how much I love it. Uh, and then, of course, the Rippet as well for providing the best tasting energy drink in the world. As always, focus, camera focus on the Rippet. There we go. So I'm going to go ahead and crack this open. Do a sad little pour. really's asking for the Steve mug. Which oh, mug do you have? Is that that one? Or?
2: I just cycle through them. I got the Steve mug. This is the 100T mug tonight.
1: Oh. Dude, I've got, actually, I have the Summoner's Cup mug. Oh, my gosh. Available. I don't think I have one Shout out to the... F- beginning stages of the pandemic and then i also have the one you've got yeah nearby always keep trust the pop right right there oh yeah nice yeah that one is elsewhere right now not related to how i feel so (laughs) let's actually let's make that (laughs) come let's let's do that really quick so ton of takes that were sent into us ton of takes ton of questions had to do with the roster um but why (laughs) (laughs) Could it be we had a very weird feel-like loss this yeah, weekend? Perhaps. Uh, yeah, uh, I understand it. Um, we are going to hold off on most of the roster talk until after Worlds. There will be things here and there, of course, um, and we're not completely writing off everyone's takes or anything mm-hmm. like that, but um, we've still got League of Legends to play uh, this split and based on some things that are happening that could shift how everybody's feeling about the roster that said just at the onset, we're not going to go into this, but it did have that kind of feeling to it. Didn't it? It did. It felt a little bit like the last hurrah for these five guys. And the only
2: thing I'll add is, you know, we'll, we'll, if these takes are still relevant, I'm sure people send them back in once we get around to that point. Um, It's on my mind. I'll I'll share that as well. I think I well done this. Pouring that right into his lap. (laughs) I, uh, you know, before we got to this point, like week it was before playoffs even. I think we we had started to talk a little bit about it, um, and felt like you know this team can still prove that they are absolutely worth running back it with. I don't think that's the right order of words there.
1: Running it back and up.
2: <laughs> um, so that is, you know, like they still have more to play. This, w- there will be no roster changes between now and Worlds, barring some unforeseen catastrophe. And I think for that purpose, mostly and alone, you can hold on the roster stuff. Like there will be plenty of time to talk about that, but we still have to play League of Legends this year. There's still more to do. So yeah. please, please, no roster changes between now and then that won't be good for us so let's just yeah. wait let's just wait
1: and then don't feel bad you know for having those thoughts yeah. and, and things too because it makes sense mm-hmm. like there are some people who think you know you you can't you can't criticize the team at all um okay. because of what they've given us and and it's not that's not the case right right um everybody's always subject to criticism. Just. You know, as long as it's not personal attack stuff. and as long as we're being reasonable, then we'll have those conversations. And those conversations are coming, yeah. um, but it's probably more important at this time, at this juncture to work through some of the difficult feelings we're having as we as we think about what on earth just happened yeah. this weekend. This has to be, I mean, Jordan, I'll just ask you, this was later in the in the rundown or whatever. but, like, is this the saddest second place finish ever recorded?
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, yes. Um, I Second probably only to spring 2022, right?
1: Is it second to that? I don't know. Oh, no, no, sorry, so. sorry.
2: I mean, that's second to this. This is the worst. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. followed closely by, is what I meant to say, instead of second only to. Yeah. Followed closely by uh, that one. But yeah. Yeah, it just because, you know, at least with with last split, we we made our way back in roaring fashion. We got back there and we played and we didn't win, but we played Um, Mm -hmm. this one. It's like, boy, did we limp in to that final and then didn't look like we were ready for it, you know?
1: Yeah, and it was the second one in a row. And yet again, we put our names in the history books of the fastest finals. This is the fastest again? This was the second fastest. So someone may correct me in chat, but I believe now the the stat is that we are involved in the four fastest finals ever. Yeah. One being one that we won and then three being (laughs) those that we lost. So, So someone may correct me but uh yeah i yeah. I believe that's the case and and this one just hit a little different. like the gravity was just just a lot more severe this time around, <clears throat> I think because of expectations, um because of the time we've spent getting invested in this roster and um and just general sadness because we all love these guys so much. I think we've grown to love this five man roster like just on a different level, right. Like, we love these guys, these are our guys. And so to see them want it so bad and to lose it, that's, you know, that's really tough to see. Now I want to go back to something you said because you said, boy, did we limp in. Mm-hmm. right? And And somehow lost in all of the conversation is the weirdness of the Evil Geniuses series. And I definitely want to spend some time talking about this, because, yeah. man. That was... I mean, I have trouble... Like, look, we're 100 Thieves fans. We are, we are made and forged in, like, cardiac trauma, right? <laughs> and this still felt like maybe the most roller coastery series I've ever seen in, across 100 Thieves yeah. esports. Yeah. Like, this was wild.
2: Yeah. This, this um, feels a little bit like, you know, in baseball, every once in a while, like, hey oops, he got four strikes before he was out. Like everyone just forgot to strike him out at three. And so he got, it kind of felt like we lost the series, but then somehow ended up playing a little bit extra and making it through. Um, like on a technicality or something, it, it, I thinking back, I still can't really, I couldn't tell you how we made it out of that series. (laughs) You know, like I can't point to a moment or something that we did that was like, Oh, and, but then like somehow it wasn't even a reverse sweep but it felt so much no. more doomed than the reverse sweeps yeah. we've done you know it was so bizarre dude
1: yeah i actually like <laughs> again skipping ahead to, to our rundown i just think it's funny that you mentioned that because one of my questions about this game is do we even know how we won this
2: no and i don't think anyone could else does i would not tell
1: you yeah i the the story of this game is so So weird. Yeah. Because we like didn't. So first of all, that first game, we have like the Senna Tom Kench. And when we drafted the Tom Kench, I was like, all right. I think I literally tweeted it. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, like on to the next game or something. Or I think I actually maybe I tweeted, oh, no, Tom Kench. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I ended up tweeting.
2: I thought you went back and retweeted it from the last time we drafted Tom Kench. It
1: It probably was.
2: That would it probably was. that would have been appropriate,
1: uh, and you know, it just I know that we've gotten a win or two with it, but that and and closer Poppy, which has devolved into like a pick that we just can't sustain. Like it, he looked good when I don't know what the difference was back then when you know he looked strong on Poppy. It was I don't know maybe he had more people along for him with the aggression ride, mm-hmm. but uh it was not this game and the Tom Kench and poppy picks were basically troll picks uh, in this game. <laughs> and <clears throat> I want to point something out because Tom Kench so I think cool. like, <laughs> I think who he, I think who he is oh. someone that we don't talk enough about as we always say. Um, but, and someone who has played extremely well over the course of this split and Having him on Tom Kench, I think what bothers me about it is it's so. It seems so antithetical to who he is as a player it, to have him on that champ. I couldn't
2: agree with you more. It feels like an insult to who he to put him on Tom Kench. Yeah, it's just such, it's such a limited kit. It, and I know, look, every time I say anything like that, I know that there's going to be people like it's not. It's like when we said there's no damage on set, and then we watch set just completely dismantled. It's like. I understand there are a lot of very specific and powerful things that Tonkin can do as a champion in League of Legends. Yes, it, it can be good situationally. I, I will never be able to shake from my mind that this team fight I tweeted about this and I don't tweet that often these days, but I had, I felt compelled to tweet about this. <laughs> it was a, it was a pivotal team fight around the Baron. He, he goes for like a tongue lash misses because not the hardest skill shot to dodge in the game <laughs> You know, it's no LeBlanc over the wall at Baron Pit. Um, yeah, right. So, he, so he does that. They dodge it. He then literally, tr- like, totters <laughs> around in the river. And
1: <laughs> you're doing the Tom. I'm Kench doing the totter. Walk. If
2: you're listening to, you can't see me, but I'm I'm doing Tom Kench walk, walking around the river. He he's not super fast either. I don't know if you knew about this. Um, <laughs> so he's just chasing people who are faster than him, and he gets off like a couple of autos. And that is actually and literally his only contribution to the entire team fight. It, it, is not, it is not a champion that fits him as a player. He is too good for that to be all he can do, miss one Q and then walk slowly toward a tank and hit a couple autos on him. The tank didn't know that he was there, I promise you. <laughs> Had no awareness of who he in that fight and he was right next to him. So it just, that's always what that champ ends up being for us. Is, or like he took a couple abyssal voyages and missed because also, yeah. Unless you're us, apparently, not the hardest skill shot to dodge. Um, <laughs> so it just it made and me. If sad. you're
1: us, all three of us yeah. show up on top if, of it. It's
2: a party portal. If you're us, it's it's one way ticket <laughs> to next game. <laughs> you know, just everybody gather around and let's see what happens.
1: <laughs> Join me for game two. <laughs> Join me.
2: We're headed to game two boys. Let's roll. <laughs> uh so yeah, it was it was horrible.
1: Yeah. Um, so that pig was horrible. I look, elephant in the room too, right? With Kaori or Kaori. Um, it's it's a I Japanese
2: think, word. I don't know if that's where he got it, but it's Kaori. Right? But we can call Do it, you know what it means? We can call it Kaori. Uh I believe it, it means somebody really out myself here.
1: I want to Google Translate real quick. I am. Um, I
2: think I know what it is. I'm, my first result here is a Japanese anime. So there you go. Um, perfume.
1: But perfume. Okay. <laughs> great. Great name. Uh, but I. I think we nailed this on the head when when we, you know, talked last week about this because it was like, look. It's pretty unequivocally like better to have him in than Danny. Because Danny yes. was only at 60% basically. Absolutely. He was he was not he was a shell of himself. Um, I think I even called him a cicada shell oh. of himself on because <laughs> <That's laughs> he was still hanging on, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's harsh. I nothing against Danny, you know, like he's going through what he's going through, whatever yeah. it is, and like I'm glad that E. G is letting him, you know get back to himself you know that's really good kudos to him uh and them but it's you know it was just so obvious that he was just not what he is and so having kaori in is is i think like no-brainer this was going to be at at least replacement value for playoff danny even with literal literally like one day of scripts right
2: yeah i think that's absolutely right
1: and I didn't no I didn't think he was going to be as good as he yeah. was.
2: Yeah, he showed up, man.
1: But first game like your first you you, you sub in championship <laughs> weekend, your first LCS for game. <laughs> who is regarded as if not the best, the second best ADC in the league and you start off 9-2 and 7 on your Lucian game. All right. Not a bad debut for the for the kid. And the interesting thing is they draft this like the Lucianami power lane, which is a lane that during the cu- full course of the season, we actually looked pretty strong on. Mm-hmm. It tapered off right at the end, as we know. But uh but we we looked like we owned the rights to to that lane. Yeah. Um. And then this sub came in and just wrecked us on it. Interestingly enough, we were ahead for like the first what twenty five minutes of this game. It was like it was relatively even slash. We're ahead. Mm-hmm. And um. Kauri just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And so did Jojo impact on the, the broken orn, you know, like it just all came together for them. And meanwhile, you, you mentioned what, who he's doing on the Tom Kench, Abadaga on the Azir, which typically I love that pick for him. uh, Looked like he didn't want to get in and fight. Like every time I was just sitting there like, all right, now, 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 now. And and he just would not get in there. He looked so hesitant. Yeah. So the, the, we looked out of sorts from, from the beginning. Yep. Now, do you recall how we won game two? Oh. Uh, I don't. Literally <clears throat> do not. We were playing from a little bit behind. I know Someday Fiora was a great oh. pick yep. into impact. Uh, someday did a lot. I think we, I think Abadaga had like a really good ult actually on the Azir in this one, like in a river fight if I'm remembering right. That may have like turned the whole thing But it wasn't like a super bloody game Mm -hmm. But it's all a blur to me And it it was like it kind of felt Like we were still out of sorts Until the very end of this Yeah And I mean we've got people in chat calling it a throw For for EG Mm. And maybe so I mean it was a quick like Turn But I don't know what we did (laughs) You know, I don't I don't know what we did that looked like. Oh, it, there was no for me, there wasn't a sense of like, oh yeah, we're in control, we're calling the shots here. Other than maybe the someday Fiora pick, which was very good. Right? Yeah. It looked good. And he pulled it out like at a good time. You know, everybody was kind of questioning him. Um, and it came out and we won that game somehow in a blur with Who He on uh, Yumi. I don't know.
2: I just got to gotta point out one thing really quick. Yeah. Uh, game one, we don't ban Lucian. They play it, we lose. Yeah. Game two, we do ban Lucian. They don't play it, because he can't, and we win. Game three, we, Two,
1: by the way, since so, so we're talking about it, Kaori on the Zeri, looked like maybe the strongest player on the team at that point. JoJo yeah. also had a good Akali game, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
2: he did. Um, game three, we ban. we don't ban Lucian. They play it. They win game four. You get where this is going. If we ban Lucian, uh, we win. If we don't ban Lucian, chances are we win. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a one to one relationship here. We win all the games <laughs> that we beat that we ban Lucian. I mean, but look, th- there's a part two to this, which is also we ban Sejuani every game. I still don't understand oh, why. Yeah, and we're... people, I've heard people try to explain it, and I can't, I can't understand what they're saying because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: So that's maybe that Hunter Thieves should have a contest for fans to come up with the best explanation of why we were love banning Sejuani for the playoffs. I, I and would the love it. Gets a free, like, archive item. Like, oh, you want a Geo hoodie from back in the day?
2: Yeah, please. Um, but that, you know what that leaves you with? A ban. A ban that is not dedicated <laughs> to either Sejuani <laughs> or Lucian. If you want to even have a chance at winning the game. So yeah, how easy is that to draft against? How easy is it to play against a team if you've got them into a place where, and I guess the answer is oh, almost easy enough, but not quite to win the series uh, in this case. But it's just like we gotta figure something else out. And I understand that that's a pick that we don't we don't want to play against. And it's fine, you know. Like I, I understand why I understand why you ban a champion. You don't want to play against it. I would, I would say, uh, you need to figure out how to play against it. Then
1: that's what I'm saying because there's lots of chat talking about like, oh, like this happened right. and this happened. There's such one. It's like, how many weeks? How much time did we have to correct for that? Yeah. Good teams correct for that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you and, can't you can't just perma right. ban the champions? Like, nope. We we refuse to play this <laughs> champion. We, like, right. look, if you do it contextually, like one week or something, like when something comes up, that's that's kind of. You know yeah. that's kind of fine. I feel like, but if you like over the course of multiple weeks are doing that, it's a little troll. If you're trying to call yourself a good team, you yeah, know what I
2: mean you can't have that. You, it can't be the case that there is just a very meta pick that you cannot play. It can't yeah. be, and and it's not even like we're the ones who ban it every time. It's not like it's so busted that whoever goes red side has to ban it, right? Like that's the red side penalty. No, we ban it red and blue side. It's <laughs> it's not our first pick <laughs> when we have first pick, uh, and we ban it every time. So I get it that like it can flex. It's it's hard to, but like that is true for other teams. So
1: yeah, they have to figure that same problem out.
2: They've they're facing the I same like, challenge, you know.
1: And I like what BC is saying in chat, which again we don't typically read chat like while we do the podcast or whatever. But <clears throat> he's bringing up. What's the trade-off to do that if you have other issues? And I think that's what's underlying this whole thing. I think clearly there were, like, the team was just not ready and not probably, you know, we've heard for a few weeks that 100 Thieves were, were doing poorly in scrims, right? And you, you see a problem like that go unfixed, it probably means they're focusing their time and energy on, like, more pressing problems, yeah. right? Which is like, okay, so, like, we are not in the right state. You know, Jack kept doing his thing, picking against us, even when like we looked obviously stronger. I think Jat had some intel about what was going on behind the scenes. I think there's no other like explanation for that. It's like there's probably word got around that we were just playing out of sorts um in scrims, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're good, if you're good individually, you can kind of make up for that sometimes, and luck tends to run out the farther you get in the playoffs and the more games you play. So I don't know. it was like. It probably speaks to us having more pressing um, strategic problems that we were trying to overcome. So that's, you know, that that's not an excuse, right? Right. It's just I thought about that's the reality. Yeah, I
2: thought about this a couple
1: times over the weekend.
2: Maybe it was related to this, maybe it was something else. But but the, the line that came to me was that's an explanation, not an excuse. Like there there is an mm-hmm. explanation you can say on why you ban something it doesn't excuse you from, from doing it. You know, spoiler alert, we did it every game against C9 too. And it just feels like it's, it's too much of a disadvantage to put yourself out to get away with it. And, you know, I, th- I really do think, like, you have to look at that and say, that that is a, a thing you have to consider for the long-term kind of evaluation of this team. And that's, mm-hmm. look, I understand. At some point, they'll change Sejuani. And this, like, I don't expect that it'll be 2027 in spring. I'm like, still seeing that Sejuani ban. <laughs> it was so craziest thing. No one's played Sejuani in three years, but they just keep banning it. Like, eventually, we'll move on and, they, and the game will too. But you can't be a team that is unable to adapt. Because that's the thing metas come and go. Some metas favor teams more than others. You know, sometimes a team just gets really fortunate with the meta. Right, You might have your worst meta of the year week seven in summer after you've already got a buy secured. Great for (laughs) you. That's really good. Uh, If it's in the Worlds patch, less fortunate. You're going to have a harder time um, over a longer period of time that's going to feel a lot more consequential if that's when in years hits. I'm afraid that we have problems in this meta that we have no answer for and we're we're seeing evidence for that as the the patch continues. I know it's going to change too for Worlds, so we'll have to see what happens. Maybe they, I don't know disable Szechuan that would help
1: <laughs> yeah let's, uh, let's see if we know anybody on the inside who can make a bug happen
2: see if we uh, can man
1: <clears throat> but you know anyway that, that took us to game 3 and you, you mentioned the Lucian thing you know sure enough they pick it and then we take what has to be our worst finals loss ever right we finished I mean, 21,651 yeah. gold behind. that is so much I actually missed the first 15 minutes or so of this game when it was live. And like, I, I stepped away at maybe like a minute into the game. Right. And I come back 15 minutes and we're down like 7,500 gold or something.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, what on earth transpired? <laughs> yeah. 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 how? It, it and how was, how? it was a slaughter. And, and, literally everybody got crushed yep. there was not a person on our side who had a good game we got one kill the entire time and guess who got it who he <laughs> on on the yumi
2: <laughs> he saved us from being yumi games.
1: yumi was the person who got a kill yeah so uh that was just absolutely inexplicable to me and i thought there was no no hope at that point I fully was like, all right, we just, we got lucky to turn around game two. Yep. We got beat pretty thoroughly game one. We just got like an atomic bomb detonated on us for game three. Yeah. It's over, you know? And, and I'd already just like my, my mind is in, we're losing. Like this is over. What do we do now? You know? Yeah. Now. So I ask you again, Jordan. Do you know how we won Game Four? <laughs> uh, uh, this was this was a uh, this was actually a pretty interesting game. Um, first of all, we locked closer Poppy, which I I tweeted if we if if we lock <laughs> Tom Kench or Poppy again, I'm turning the game off and walking away. Yeah. Now I I don't know why, but I stayed around to watch this. I uh, should <laughs> I I don't know. I saw the Poppy come through for closer. i was like, well. We just, we just, you know, that, that old familiar phrase from traditional sports, that like, they want it more. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it felt like. (laughs) Drafting Poppy for closer again was like, well, we just don't want it as badly as they do. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then uh, the Huhi Amumu, which I've been back and forth about, um, but I have to give it up for him on this game because it was very good. And, and Amumu is one of those support picks. Where the stat line like usually doesn't look good for you, even if you have a good game, you know, unless you just like you have like a mind shattering game, but you're going in to die a lot of those times and he did, but it was so critical what he was able to do in this. So I give a ton of credit to the bot lane and who he in particular for, you know, keeping keeping pace with this replacement ADC for EG. Yeah. And, uh, being able to be stronger in the end and, and affecting more. I mean, Abadaga and Talia, usually a very good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> there's a twist to that story coming in the next series. <laughs> uh, someday Renekton never, never really sure. He, he plays that really well early and then it's just cross fingers that it translates, but man, yeah, I, uh, this game this game was was not as close as it seemed like gold wise even yeah we should
2: we should point out sunday was two cs off the flame horizon against impact so
1: oh wow he was nice
2: he was feeling real rich and uh if you've got the croc that's how you want them to feel
1: um oh and and into our old nemesis pick of scion yeah right like scion is like well historically a uh a thorn in our side you And Jojo on Azir Which I You know I've said the whole time I know that Azir's Gotten it's buffs And nerfs and stuff But I always feel like Azir is a really great pick Like I'm a big Azir believer And Jojo's on it You got a champion That dishes out A ton of damage And has a lot of mobility And playmaking And Jojo's on it yep. Of all people But It didn't matter Abadaga Strong game Closer on the poppy somehow Strong game <laughs> Someday on their next and strong game Everybody played really well It was like we remembered who we are all of a sudden
2: Yeah yeah. FBI Zeri Looked real good mm-hmm. uh, Which yeah. I I don't know that I You know I don't think we've ever played Should we play this for that pick Because it feels <laughs> inappropriate Given that it's like the number one champion In all of League of Legends right now I love that also <laughs> Zeri and Sivert. It's like Every once in a while a chain gets too broken and you have to ban it. Everybody hates that. It's a permanent ban. And then every, every, every once in a while there is just a, a counter. It, it's like, it's almost like there's a GA, right? Where it's like,
1: yeah, we're not. If one's playing Zeri, the other's playing Super. Like what happens
2: in these games if somebody bans Zeri or Sivir? Did we see a different ADC for all of, <laughs> uh, oh, we got Senna, oh, we got Lucian. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah my, my point out, is yeah. last very long. But you know, it just feels like every game there's a handshake, and it's like, all right, you guys got that one. We'll take this one. Let's see what happens. Oh, okay, you won. Let's trade. Let's do that next time. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm just definitely not convinced, and this is a, a problem that we can talk more about. Um, but we we f- it feels altogether unconvincing. These two very very meta ADCs in our hands, which I don't like.
1: <laughs> and Jordan, you'll never guess what we drafted <clears throat> for game five.
2: And I guess, by the way, before you get to game in five, the bot lane, what I was thinking ahead to was C nine, where it was only Zary and Sivir every game. So yeah, yeah, but yeah game we five. We got the
1: Lucianami chaos yeah. from this, but in game five, uh, we drafted Zary, they drafted Sivir, got that unique, uh, unique combo going. Actually, we did switch it up though, and we switched it up in a really cool way, which is bringing the Soraka. Now, <clears throat> far be it from me to watch any LEC, but I understand that this was played in <laughs> LEC. Um and, and game changing pick, right? Like the Soraka. I, I think the Someday Gwen, I think that was the final pick, if I'm recalling right. I, I don't so, have yeah. draft order it was. Yep. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure Someday Gwen was the final pick. I felt like, ooh, I don't know, but at least we're getting fun with it. Yeah. With the Soraka, and then when the Gwen locked it, I I legit knew we won this game at that moment. And I was like, I cannot believe we're about to do this because the, <laughs> Someday Gwen has been historically really, really, really good. Yeah. And Gwen just seems to like, if you, I don't know if it's the build because we're too stupid about items to know, but I don't know if it's the build or, or runes or whatever, but some, Someday is one of those players that gets that like extra premium of damage out of Gwen, it seems like. I think you he's know?
2: usually, I mean, he's usually got item advantage too. Like he, he gets, he's a, he's a lane bully on it for sure. He takes advantage of that.
1: Yeah. So looked really great. Abdaga Azir finally switched on for this, uh, which was also great. Uh, Had another FBI Zeri game that went well. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this was a case of us figuring out something about them. You know, I think like that what happens in these five game series, especially ones that are back and forth, is that like a superior team kind of, even if they drop a game or two, they learn about their opponent along the way and they kind of figure something out and they latch onto something and then they start winning. I don't think it was that in this game. I think by game five, we were just feeling more like ourselves, Yep. you know? And, and that was the main difference. I mean, was this the only closer trundle game of the weekend? Yeah, I think so. That pick, which I'm never a fan of actually was really good into the poppy as, as people who are smarter than me know. Is usually the case um, But yeah I thought closer had like an excellent game There was no no one on our team that I thought Had like an underperforming game here It's like everybody was kind of hitting the way That they should um, We neutralized The poppy we neutralized Jojo on Ari which is a, a Difficult task Yeah, And we came out on top and I think it was thanks To this more creative Draft right um, We saw who he keep People alive that should not have been alive Yep And he he looked absolutely fantastic On that pick that we never saw Again Yeah So I I don't know like It's it's rough that It took us this much Back and forth and roller coaster And we don't even know what's happening To beat a team that has a sub player Like a last minute sub Yep for the weekend Um with particularly like the, you know some of their players like inspired i you know he had an okay series i guess but like he hasn't looked like himself either um jojo's been a monster but like inspire not really it it just felt like beating an opponent who's like wounded or something yeah. and it still took basically everything we had in the tank to get it done
2: right we we only just did it uh, and that's that's i mean in in so, on one hand I'm reminded how good Evil Geniuses is, right? Like, if you rewind to before there's any question about Danny's ability to play at his peak, this team was rolling people. Like, we beat them, but there were only two other teams that beat them through the entire split. They're a really good team. Their players are good, not just Danny. Like, it's not like it was the Danny show and then the four other guys who they found who could, you know, log on and had accounts ready to go. Um, It's... It's a good team. And I think the, the, um, the level that they played at with Kari is actually really indicative of that, where clearly Danny's um, kind of like reduced capacity was actually a net negative for the team overall. Like, there's no question about that. Um, because when, when Kari subbed in, everybody looked better and they played better. And it's probably only because they didn't have more time that they couldn't close out the series against us. Um, and, I, you know, like, they'll they'll be better by the time Worlds gets here. And that's good, because we want any to do well.
1: Yeah. One way or another, they'll be better. Yeah. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to have more
2: time. You know, they'll settle in. Now, do I think they're going to, like, uh, obviously, this is not the EG podcast, but they've still got stuff they need to figure out and work through. Um, but, yeah, we, we only just beat them. and it was on pretty and and, you know alternatively we've had a lot of time and we've been a team for a long time and so how do you explain what's going on with us is i think the other question yeah
1: it's a it's a weird one right and and you know so i think the memory of this series will be a really strange one especially because you know we we came very close to losing this series very badly right right um thanks to a little bit of a throw from them in game two. I mean, I was thinking to myself, like it, during that game three, when they're finishing up, it's like, you know, they're 18, 19 K head and smashing out our next. So I'm like, at least they're not doing this in the Ninja turtle Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if that was the lasting memory of us getting hyperclapped in the, in the ugliest Jersey in the history of the LCS? Yeah, yeah. My goodness, that would have been really bad. But somehow we pulled through it. And, and I said in the group, t- or in our, um, in, our ch- in our, I think maybe like on WhatsApp or whatever, when I was talking to you, I was saying like, this Sunday is going to be a 3-0 one way or another. Yeah. It's like when you go through a series like the one we went through in EG, you either figured something out about yourselves you know mm-hmm. and and you got through that like gritty experience and now you're on top of the world or it's kind of like what Abadaga said when, when we lost to C9 the first time this playoffs you don't have anything left right 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 and i think we knew fairly quickly which one of those two situations we fell into when it when it came time for Sunday's games
2: yeah
1: um we just had nothing left there was just nothing left in the tank. Um, we didn't look like ourselves. We didn't. We weren't able to latch on to the like, "Hey, man, we like figured out a way. We got. We have each other's backs, and we made it happen. And we're brothers, and all this." Right, way. right. We didn't latch on to that. It was basically like, "We're done. <laughs> we we don't have any more ideas. Yeah, we don't have any solutions to our problems. And not only that, but we didn't." like I half expected in game three, let me, let me look at this draft before I say this. Cause yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I half expected in game three that it was going to be like a, you know, guys just play what you want here. Yeah. I almost think that's a smarter thing to do. uh, When you're getting beat that soundly is just like, like, cause if you look at these games, I mean, I I'm checking. I, I think this is true for all of them. It was like, we kind of were in control early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At, at least there there were a few key moments where it looked like yeah, we had like 2k lead, 3k lead <clears> or something <throat> like that and then yeah. every game we were able to throw it away. I don't know. When things are not working to that degree, especially when we're losing the part of the game where we're usually outplaying everybody, man, just go have fun and play what you're comfortable on. Right. Screw the meta. Yeah. You know, obviously don't draft the stupidest comp ever. <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? Like, just within reason, just go out and play. Like, if FBI pulled up Kaisa, I would have totally been like, yep, let's do it. Let's go for it. Go I'm not going to flame this pick at all. Right. You know? we But we didn't do that. I, I, like, it just, we played this, this one straight and like suboptimally, right? We played it straight on an empty tank. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like there was absolutely nothing we could do.
2: Yeah. I think uh Atomic T and Chat just said when they drafted Nocturne Cannon it was like, Well, wish we could do that. And it I think that's that's exactly yeah. that was the moment I knew we were in for a long series, right? Like when we played essentially the same thing that we did against E. G and just barely squeaked out the win. And then like the the tech pick we had was the the malfight, which I don't know, it's undone past C9 teams, so maybe that's what they were thinking, is like worked before. <laughs> um but it, you know, it just didn't look good at all. And I don't think it's because Sunday necessarily misplayed. I just don't think it fit really. Like it Yeah. <laughs> he, he was chasing, yeah. he was like you're gonna ult a LeBlanc, so she just distorts back and then you wasted your ult. Like, cool, have fun with that. Um Yeah, it for me, this is always one of the things that separates a team at the top, a title winning team, uh, in this case, from other teams. And it's okay, you guys are gonna try to get your as many of the meta picks as you can, right? Through like, you view pick ban as an exercise to see if you can outsmart your opponent and end up with one more meta ch- champ than they have, and that gives you the edge. We're just going to pick Nocturne and Kennen like, and then great luck to you. Um, but you can't really like that's it's just it's so hard to play against. Like all, our our team fight thing that we're great at is suddenly a liability because they'll just turn off the lights and then ult. Um, and it, it just felt like they were that much further ahead. Like they had creative plays and they had looks that we, I think in the past we've been able to do these kinds of things. Uh, I think all the way back to karma where I was like, that was Yeah. other people were catching up to that. It, it just feels like we're very far away from that.
1: Yep. And that's unfortunate. You know, we, we didn't have any sort of real, Flexibility or practiced like things that we could throw a wrench into it. As someone saying in chat, it just it was straight. And and they on the other hand were prepared. You know they had like you mentioned the Nocturne Kennon. they had uh, the Jensen Zillion, which not it isn't even a surprise pick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we saw that this playoff, it's just one he's not can play. a surprise pick. And and Zillion is one of those champions that Hundred Thieves just in in Hundred Thieves DNA, regardless of who the players are, <laughs> we just are not able to play against that champion. So um they had that sort of flexibility and ideas and and you know all that stuff and and we just didn't. Um we talked about uh premium pocket picks, right? Mm-hmm. It's like where was our premium pocket pick here? What were we what were we planning on doing? And and we got challenged, and I think like it's hard to read, to look at this series and what happened and be like, C9 doesn't totally own our heads. Cause I think they do. We basically like, see, we let the villains get the win here. Yep. There's no, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. You got people talking mad Gracie <laughs> ahead of the series, ahead of playoffs, really, you know, and, it was not it, like like you know, watching those fudge interviews or whatever. Like it is not true when fudge is saying it, and yet it manifests mm-hmm. because they are living rent-free in our heads. Yep. Right? Like I it's hard for me to not think that's the case here. Yeah. That that tactic totally worked for <clears> them.
2: <throat> I just realized.
1: And it's so it's so wrong. Every every <laughs> Disney movie I know, every you know, everything about it, it's so wrong
2: i just realized that fudge is kingpin from um uh, the spider-man uh, enter the oh, spider-verse did you
1: just do a myver marvel reference on me and expect me to know what you're enter about? the
2: spider-verse is barely a marvel movie it's it's a sony it's a sony it's not even but anyhow does
1: it have <laughs> the superhero spider-man in it <laughs> that's a reference that i, I wish haven't you seen get. spider-man since tony toby mcguire
2: uh um I will say this: as much as Fudge is, you know, doing his supervillain thing, which I think is dumb. Uh, <laughs> Blabber is an an um, unbelievably likable dude. His interview moment was like you can't not like that. Best guy. moment of the weekend for sure. For sure, um, it's it's a shame because you could tell actually Fudge standing next to him, you could tell that Fudge also is a human being and could appreciate that moment of real like raw humanity um it's a shame that he feels a need to pretend that he is the villain from a movie because i think the whole team would actually be much more likable if you just drop the act um but
1: yeah this is so i tweeted this is it fudge doing that has felt like when lebron first went to miami and he started like you know because everybody hated him yeah he thought he had to be the villain and play the villain and that's right. not who he is that's not his personality at all he even had like the the black mask on while he was playing When he like broke his nose or whatever <laughs> yeah, Or orbital bone or whatever it was Um, It just felt like that to me It's like alright And and someone will have to explain to me Why like I have a lot of people tell me that, Like oh like Fudge is so wholesome And like I never have gotten that vibe A single moment but you know I don't know people must have something Behind that since they keep saying it Yeah. But the thing so the thing for me is not whether He's wholesome or not it's like dude you have to have A certain amount of like Ability and swagger to be Able to like play that role Yeah, And look He won this weekend he's a champion what am I To say that he's wrong but at the same time I know deep down in my heart he's not That dude right it doesn't fit if Jojo Becomes that dude that Fits for me a lot better than Fudge yeah um I don't, I don't, again, I don't know what the source of this, like, no fudge is good and wholesome thing yeah. is for people, but that's what I'm told over and over again, and all I see <laughs> is a guy who has now taken his place firmly atop the most punchable NA list. Yep. Above Sven, who's on his same team, <laughs> and beat us, and, and, by the way, Sven Yumi popped off so hard, and no one was talking about it on the desk, Sven Yumi, like, he, he, I could not believe how much work he was doing on the stupid cat in our team fights. <laughs> he went off so hard and it's on a champion where you can't really get recognition for doing that. Yep. But it's like, yeah, like that guy. And you know, my history with that guy. And yet here is fudge. Number one, most punchable NA. <clears throat> yep. He's taken his rightful place.
2: <sighs> yeah. It's too bad. It's, it's too bad. I think, you know, especially with just when you look at like I get it Jensen's kind of that guy too I think Berserker's hilarious I think Blabber is just a, a hugely likable dude you know
1: Berserker's funny and is a bad bad man yeah
2: he he will be uh, dominating the LCS for the foreseeable future uh,
1: until China poaches him
2: exactly <laughs> until his contract is up and somebody brings a bag to him that he didn't know was possible um but anyhow, that's enough about that. I really like Blabber's moment. I thought that was cool for him. You could tell this yeah. meant a lot to him, um, and I'm glad it got to happen because you know a lot of these big moments for him in his career have been during COVID. and He just didn't have the the arena to to yeah. shower on him the appreciation that he got.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got his moment. That's cool. I'm just mad that I'm just mad at how it worked because it's it's like it feels to me like the second movie in a trilogy where it's like, all right. The bad guys won, and like you know they shouldn't have yeah. it's like, no, it's not right <laughs> in in like a in like a morality sense, yeah. it's not right, right you know you know also the good guys had more skill, It just for whatever reason isn't showing up at the moment. The problem is we don't know if there's going to be a third yeah, movie yeah right the
2: the that's, third movie is not currently greenlit
1: that's the right yeah, they have not yeah, they have not received the funding from the studio yet uh you know but it turns out there was there was only room for one upset this weekend and that was Mordecaizer losing the cosplay oh. contest
2: <laughs> he tweeted i and don't it care at a, all gracious, about that at all it was a very gracious tweet yeah, yeah.
1: that that was the most explicit robbery i've ever witnessed <laughs> I wanted to tweet that like Aisha Curry tweet where it's like, this is rigged for money or something, you know, because what on earth happened there. But unfortunately, as lovable as that more Kaiser was uh, used up all of the underdog (laughs) energy for us. But that's, so that's the last thing I wanted to mention about this series really is like most people, most analysts, most fans, whatever, thought we were the underdogs and not C9 despite us being the second seed. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite us winning more recently um, I think Raz was like One of the only people on the desk That took us to win And he took us in a 3-2 So As we talked about C9's run We talked about them getting lucky Because it was like We clearly weren't ourselves And EG clearly weren't themselves It still feels like that to me If I'm being honest It's like you guys kind of got lucky Yeah but credit where credit's due, because they played well. Like there's no doubt about it. Don't I am salty about this loss for sure. Yeah. But like, you know, they played well. I just think like they got everybody when when everybody had fallen from their ceiling. And I don't what was what's wrong with our read? Like our read on this was off. And our read is not just based on like, oh, we're hundred thieves. So we think 100th hundred thieves wins, you know, like you and I have a long storied history of not being like that. Yeah. yeah. So what's like, what do you think we got wrong about this?
2: I mean, um, one, or quick did question. we get it wrong? Yeah. Or,
1: is it still like they're lucky no. or were they truly like, you know, they had just gotten so much better and we weren't seeing it.
2: So wait, did, did C9, they beat EG first then they beat us then they beat us that's their that was their
1: was that their whole run is that their
2: whole run that's so bizarre if it might is. be <laughs> uh i think that's it well that's wild that's a strange format <laughs> if you can beat one team twice i mean but they beat one other team the top two
1: top two seeds you know oh did they have to do i don't know
2: because i thought they were oh no they're the five so yeah, they had to. Trying
1: to find the bracket.
2: CLG and five. Got it. Okay. CLG thanks, chat, five. and five. Okay.
1: Thank you guys. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Um. Yeah. Still, still kind of strange. But anyway, what did we get wrong? Um. Here's my thing. Here's
0: what I think. I didn't think that we would cling to the meta as much as we did.
2: Um when it became apparent that we couldn't win that way. And so maybe a little yeah, bit of what you're I talking agree with about this. with game three, where you're like, I thought for sure we'd see a Kaisa or just something different. It just feels like, like if you didn't know it, if you were watching this game, which goodness help you, if this is your first time watching League of Legends, like you've, there's a learning curve to trying to figure out what's happening in this game. Um, and I love that. Even the professionals are still like lost track of that fight. Um, But if you were just watching this, you would think that League of Legends has about 20 champions in it, right? Like, it was very, yeah. a very tight pool that we were picking from. And, I mean, maybe that's just what makes a team better is the ability to play off-meta champions and, and do it competitively, right? Like, I just think if you... It's been a while since we talked about this, but like the whole idea of playing standard league, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you're going to draft the most meta champions you can find. You're going to, you know, go into the team fight and objective stages of the game and execute well there and then win. And I think what we saw is that works unless you have an answer to that kind of play. Like some metas, it feels like it's poke. And it's like, well, we're all dancing around the dragon and then half our players yeah. were dead and I guess we have to just leave now. Um, I don't feel like poke champs are really in right now. Uh, doesn't seem to be. So, I don't know. I just feels like C9, for whatever reason, they anticipated that we would just stick to the meta and they came prepared and played against that. And it worked. It worked really well and... So I guess that's if I had to boil it down to one thing, I'd say I, I expected us to pivot from that strategy when it became apparent that we're just not that good at these champions. Like we're just not that good at Poppy. We're really not that good. Um I would say, like at Zeri, Yumi, Lulu, like the the Zeri, Siver, Enchanter, I don't think we look great on it. And I recognize we had a couple of good games against EG, but it's never been as dominant as the teams who are picking it every time and dominating because they get it we're not that team so the other teams can give it to us and then they play the other side of the matchup and they win and i feel like that's just kind of what we saw happen so yeah that was the bummer you
1: know i i get what you're saying i i guess i'm my thoughts are more focused on like what about c9 that was that i misread you know like not i i know we had our problems but it's like what like what was i missing about them and one of them i think was just like I, I believed going into this series that Berserker is the best ADC. Um, when the totality of the bot lane, I st- I think I still felt like at our best, we, we can compete with their bot lane. But honestly, it feels like their bot lane like, totally exposed ours. You know, I, I, I think like if there's a single playoff revelation for me, it's that like, I don't know if it's just the meta because it, But, you know, we talked about this last week. We have a meta that is really favoring carry ADCs. Yeah. We have someone who is believed to be one of the best ADCs. And it just looked not right. Like, most of playoffs. Uh, He had a couple good games here and there, FBI that is. But for the most part, it felt like our bot lane was being exposed. You know, whether by Kauri or whether by Berserker. Like, our bot lane was not up to the task. So is that, is that you, you can ask that question of like, is that due to the support meta? Is it due to the ADC meta or is it just flat out skill? And I think like we learned that it's probably all of the above, you know, for us, whereas c 9s like on the exact opposite side of that coin where they have incredible talent in the bot lane and a meta that suits it, right? So it's just like pedal to the metal with that advantage. So I don't think I'm like surprised by Berserker, but I do think I like I underestimated the bot diff between our yeah. two teams. <clears throat> um, I think that is one of the things that I probably did not have the right read on for C nine and why I thought it's it's just like that and the luck thing, because even though they won, and even though they looked easily like the better team against us. I still I'll still deep down always think like they just got teams with really good timing for them.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, my, I guess my thought about the meta thing is um so I guess the 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 luck for us, luck for EG obviously is you're playing EG minus Danny. And that is not that's not the same team that won last split. So, mm-hmm. obviously that's going to be a different experience. We are the same team. So what's what's the luck you see in them knocking us out as as soundly as they did? Like it doesn't feel like luck to me, I guess I'll say. It doesn't feel like oh.
1: Well, is it's it just meta? like uh, it's just the the ceiling difference. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you take like what is the gap between the team's ceiling and like where they're playing at mm-hmm. for for C9, they're basically playing at their ceiling and for us we're playing far below ours. See, that's the thing. Right?
2: That's the, I guess that's the point that I am no longer as confident in understand absolutely we have played better like when we won our title it wasn't that we played exactly this well and c9 is just so much better so it looks like we're a crappy team it's not that at all like we we definitely were better then. we played better we won decisively you know it was awesome so there's that the thing that i'm less convinced of is that we we still have the ability. And I think the reason for that is look, like Viego was a new champ when we won. So um we won because we were able to play that champion basically better than anybody else. Right. And we we won games because of it. Like you could you could probably attribute a couple of key games to to us having Viego and closer, obviously. Um Zeri's a new champ so it's like the same thing the difference is we are no longer the team that is feared with these like with the meta picks with the current best stuff mm-hmm. and i don't really yeah. know if you get that back right
1: yeah like you, the fear is part of is part of it's self-fulfilling prophecy right, kind right of thing
2: and and so fast forward to uh spring finals in 2023 uh, which sounds like an impossible future date that won't actually ever arrive, but it's it's that's the next one. Um, it there will be a new champ, and somebody will be the best at it. And can you can you make the argument that it's going to be us? I don't know, because there's nothing about this set of champions. Like Poppy is weird and and not new, but it's like very meta. Um, but Zeri, it's. Like it's, I I don't, I guess I don't understand how you could say, well, it's just not our style of champ. It's like, that is exactly the style of champ that I feel like FBI would like to have, Mm -hmm. you know, FBI has never been the hyper scaling, like just like a Felios was, he was great at too when he first came out for sure. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just losing. He's a
1: pedal to the metal guy. And Zeri seems like exactly that.
2: Allow me to reposition in a team fight, get at people, get behind them, blow them up. You know, yeah, I'm going to dominate, crush lane, get a huge lead so that when team fights get here, who am I describing? Berserker. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is that guy now. I don't know if we get that back. I really don't.
1: Yeah. I think there's something to that, uh, unfortunately for us. Yeah. So, I don't know. We have a lot to see what happens, you know, when, when Worlds happens. Um, there's going to be a meta shift at worlds like they're the patch queued up is, is going to have material impact on how things are playing. And so I think we have an opportunity to find out, um, if this was a a bad meta for us or, or whatever. And probably was, I think like support and jungle wise probably was, um, so I don't know. We get to judge at least, you know, how, to what degree that was the case. Um, and that's coming up and I'll be interesting to, to see what happens but overall you know it's hard just not to think that C9 was in our heads um we weren't fully prepared we're having some weaknesses uh that haven't been able to be fixed and that's stuff that you don't want to see when a team's been together for a year and a half right. so right um before let's see before we go into listener takes and stuff I did want to ask one more kind of unrelated um, thing. So if you have anything else to say about the series other than big sad, yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) I wanted to ask this. I I know we got a few questions about this, so this will probably bleed into some of the listener takes, but, um, and I'm asking this question, not, not posing it as my position or take right on the open discussion for this. In fact, I don't think I've made up my mind on this yet, but, um, as, as an org, do you think hundred thieves is missing the significance of like this year for league of legends, like with worlds being in NA and with, you know, every like they're, they're seeing and the return to like, you know, a full size arena for the championship and everything, everything kind of like built up this year. It seems like it's on an elevated plane. It's the 10th anniversary anniversary of LCS. They had that really cool opening procession um, of, you know, the great legends mm-hmm. that we have in LCS, many of which are before you and time, yeah. but it, you still like, even as someone who like, I never watched Dyrus play. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like that moment felt yeah. like something real to me. Right. You know? Right. Seeing like the clips, seeing that, yeah. seeing the crowd reaction to that and everything like, so there's all this stuff like built up around here and we have, um, we have Hunter thieves, like announcing their activations pretty late um, and them being not too involved, you know, like the activations are a little bit scaled back compared to what some of the other teams are doing.
2: What do, what do you but mean? I, activations? To, I don't even think I've seen.
1: Like their sponsor activations and stuff like they did a meetup at like a bar or something on the Friday night. They had, um, Daniel was, was giving out like those coins that mm. said like, you know, like a thief was here or something like that, which is really cool by the way. Yep. Um, but like that was kind of it from what I understand. Like they didn't have much of a, presence there even though they had like a lot of personalities actually there um and a lot of people who were there let me just read the listener takes as we're on the topic because <laughs> i know i know there were a couple on this um one from zenith Zenithu, who was there who also shouted us out on hotline league live so thank you for that awesome um Do they call him xanadu decked or? <laughs> no <laughs> no they didn't okay <laughs> this time um, But he was Fully decked out In all his 100T gear Like Xanthi was Representing so hard For 100 Thieves And that was That was awesome But he His take His his thing here Was 100T was Mega lacking On the fan engagement side We had a last minute event Planned out the Friday before Gabe and DK That's Daniel uh, Handing out coins And fan signs And a last minute Meet and greet with Tim Those are cool But it kind of gets Mega outclassed By the other big orcs Okay, so that was his first-hand experience about that. Now I did want to. So there was uh, someone else whose name I'm not even going to try and say on Twitter is K C I N Z I K D U C H. So good luck with that. I think
2: you said it right, um, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, said talked with some of the marketing staff at Friday event. They felt they couldn't do an onsite event justice. There were lots of rules to follow between sponsorships and riot implemented rules on what you can and cannot do. They had great ideas on events to do, but weren't given the okay to so on their you know on on the other side, it's like, well, you know things were restrictive when you factor in riot and hundred T partners and sponsors and what they're able to do. yep, so that was kind of like the you know the reply to that but i want to see what what your take was on it i mean it sounds like you were kind of unaware of what they were doing and maybe that's part of the problem
2: that's just right that's more just me i'm i'm not i've been on twitter less than usual um these days and i feel like that's where everything Mm -hmm. gets announced and talked about um
1: i mean i'll say i'll say as someone who's on twitter all all the time um it came out first it was like like I think like Travis was the first one when they, when LCS announced the list of like all the teams activating and where and when it was going to be, Hunter Thieves was not on it. Hmm. And he posted about that. He was like, Hey, two orgs are not on this and one is really surprising. And it was <laughs> Hunter Thieves. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, I think John Robinson maybe put it in the replies that he's like, Hey, we are going to activate. They just haven't put our stuff up yet. Yeah. Kind of smelled like maybe they we're throwing together a plan, like maybe what they wanted to do had fallen through (laughs) or whatever. Uh, I did see DK also reply, but I think John said something too. Um, but so it's like, it kind of was out there that we weren't activating and then we did activate and the activation was, Mm -hmm. it was okay. You know? So I don't, I don't know. It just a lot of other teams seem to see this as like a huge moment in time. Um, whether you're Team Liquid and you want to spend seven million dollars to make an impression, uh, Wait, were they there the, doing stuff? The energy, or yeah, yeah, Team Liquid was activated, <laughs> um, or you know, you're just any other org really. But like we, it it sounds like from what I'm hearing that there wasn't a whole bunch of stuff. Huh. so I just wanted to pose that question: like, should we be doing more? Should we expect more around worlds? I don't think so. I think we would get a more stronger presence from them. You know, finals weekend. I don't know. Just what do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, I have a couple thoughts. One of
2: them is we're new to this, right? Like think about the, the big events we've done. None of them have had this this type of, a lot of them have been during the pandemic. There have been, you know, a, a many other reasons to not do a big like fan meet and greet. Valorant, we still haven't played in front of a like a, a live audience because we didn't make it to playoffs for champs. And that was the first time they've had it. Um, so I think probably there's a little bit of just like, hey, we we don't have, you know, Team Liquid has been doing meet and greets for a decade plus, probably, you know, like they've. They've That's got
1: true. <laughs> That's true, but on the one hand, we also have very experienced staff with us. And I think more more likely than that than like raw years of experience. This is the first time Worlds has been in NA. Yeah. Or that we've had a milestone year for the LCS in the history of under thieves existence. So, you know, an- another thing to point to as BC is doing in chat is the the content, right? We we know that they scaled back their content approach drastically on the esports side and i think we all know the reasons for that right like it was a heavy investment especially for the quality standard that underthies has for their stuff i mean we have like the best content teams there are you know and you have to deliver at a high level and the heist was great and set this incredibly hard to to match standard and i think like the numbers just weren't justifying the expense of creating that mm-hmm. Um, is probably how 100 Thieves saw it. And so things just kind of scaled back, right? And we're getting some like Instagram quick hits with Papa Smithy and Tim and stuff like that, which is all good. Which, by the way, shout out to Tim, because I asked, is tr- Tracking Turret CS a good or a great idea on his Ask Me Anything on, on Instagram? And he actually answered it seriously. <laughs> so, uh, um, But what, what, but you other- see what I'm saying? It's like, look, we're not telling our own story very well here. At, at what could be a very critical time. Yeah. So I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering this out loud. You know, I haven't made up my mind.
2: But Yeah. The other thing is those kinds of things take a lot of time and energy and mm-hmm. um, they just let go a lot of people. So, you know, if, yeah. if you have DK and Gabe and Tim as like the meet and greet or like event activation people, it's likely that they were the ones who were kind of putting some of that stuff together you know like hey sure you go here at this time i mean
1: yeah and 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 those staffing decisions are a choice they made
2: too. for sure yeah that's not again and that's not an excuse that's an explanation that kind of stuff if you want to do it right takes a big team it's hard yeah. to do and
1: you know you know where i come down on all that like it, it just smells like with every with with how the economy was doing i'm sure word came in from like board people that like hey we got to scale back on the expense side especially because we probably have people who are pretty heavily invested in crypto mm-hmm. when the floor is falling out and everything. So that's kind of, you know, my guess on what happened with that. And so we were just kind of forced to make really crappy, yeah. you know, things happen. And, um, you know, the, the, the ROI on the content is always extremely difficult to judge. Yep. How do you know, like, how can you measure how much that's driving you? You know what I mean? Like, like you and I are basic, like 100 Talk you and I are, are basically a product of the heist. Mm-hmm. Where, where's that on a spreadsheet for them? Right. right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's tough. It's just tough. And I think the timing was just bad. Probably.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that is,
2: I think that's, that's another thing. There's still things I don't feel like you can explain. Um, <clears throat> like, who who is checking out EG's content? What is their content game looking like? They have more <laughs> fans than us in the the uh, arenas that they're in. Yes, um, and it's not because they have great league content. Pretty sure.
1: No, it's definitely not. No,
2: so it's part of the story. It's not the whole story. There's something else weird going on that is unrelated to any of this, which is just hmm. I think that you know. Like, hey, the best way to tell a great story in League of Legends is in on Summoners Rift. Um, you know, like you you could have invested a billion dollars in your content team, and it would not have generated the excitement that Danny's pentakill Baron Steele did. It wouldn't, and that's lightning in a bottle. You can't you can't fund a team of people who sit in an office to create that kind of excitement or buzz um and that's you know you just have to hope right oh well, i mean you have to make a good team and let them do work so yeah i think unfortunately we are we are operating in that same environment and they are grabbing a lot of the the non um aligned fans right now or even like the aligned but neutral it's all going to other places not us
1: yeah, well, a lot of people theorize that has to do with NA talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus having imports or whatever. I think you know there's a larger conversation. Maybe we'll have that. Maybe we'll do. We should do a pod specifically about this during off Yeah, because I think I think like yeah, people are choosing other orgs over us because of things like that or things like just I don't know. I got a lot of thoughts. Yep, <laughs> but uh, but we clearly are not like the fan choice. For people you know yeah. despite the great impression we made and the great story it was for us to enter in so we have yeah. lost our hold on that for some reasons like I think you're pointing out that are on the rift and then some that are more in our control so you know it's just it's, it's a rough thing but it's a very keen observation right that they you know EG with no one cares what they're doing do they have a YouTube
2: wise. channel like I don't even know they- I think
1: we get more Twitter engagement <laughs> than their org does on the League of Legends. Yeah. Um, and then as as pointed out in chat, again, BC always on point, who says, like, our guys don't even stream. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like we we barely have streams, and like closer's like Turkish audience is like way bigger than in an A audience and everything. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of factors going to it that maybe we need to consider. Yeah. But I think the end result is we're not going into worlds being the first or second favorite team from NA. No. You know what I mean? We are going into worlds. People are going to view us as the weakest team on the Rift and the least likable team there uh, from NA, at least. Yeah. So So let me... (laughs) It's it's tough
2: going. (laughs) To just drive this point home, right? Evil Genius's YouTube page, the last time they have a video that crested 10,000 views was four months ago, and it was the fastest finals in LCS history. That's what it was. Um, oh,
1: so that was like their finals episode got like 10,000 views? 14,000. 14,000. Well done.
2: Yeah. Now they had MSI bound 24,000. So listen, there were more people cheering for them in the stadium than watch their finals victory. video.
0: Um, so it's. People
2: just don't like Hunter Thieves. And <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it. Like people just yeah. don't like Hunter Thieves. And and now look, it doesn't help that we are now, like. I I heard a stat. Here's my this is contractually obligated reaction to JLXP for the week. We Oh, are, thank
1: you. Good. We needed. I, to we do almost that. ran
2: out of time. Um, we are now, and this is how we will be talked about: three and six in finals appearances. That's our record. Like that is mm-hmm. what that That's is the
1: Le- LeBron James thing
2: that will always be the leading. It's not wow. This team made it to three finals in a row. They are three and six. Like
1: I don't even think it's that. I think it's this team got swept twice in a row. Yeah, the it'll be. I don't even think they'll six, rewind
2: back. Twice in a row. No
1: one is rewinding back to summer twenty twenty one. Which, by the way, we dispatched Team Liquid like they were children. Yeah. In that series, and doesn't matter. Like six months later, no one cares. No.
2: So, unfortunately, and like, you know. If, honestly, if you're EG...
1: In <laughs> BC's point, we're 3-9, and nine, actually, if you rewind all the yeah, way back all to the way 2018. Back,
2: yeah, exactly, 3-9. and nine. Uh, It doesn't get more favorable further you go. I don't know, man. It's, it's not getting easier out here for us to... And there's a very good chance that at some point in the future, we have... I mean, obviously, if you go far enough out in the future, we'll have a different-looking team. I honestly don't think that will change anything. I don't think we're gonna bring in a player or change our team in a way that's gonna make it so people are like, you know, I wasn't really sure about those hundred thieves, but now whew, sign me up. We're just gonna be everybody's team they love to hate, which is so weird to me. Because we don't have a player on this team. It's yeah. It just baffles my mind. What is there to not like? What is there to actively dislike? I told you
1: about this, man. I I told you about this. I said it. I haven't given my robust speech on this, and people are not going to like me saying this. Our own fans are not going to like me saying this, but it's because people think we're the cool kids, and they project on us. I'm dead serious. I am dead serious.
2: Please give it. Now's the time for this
1: speech. No, it's not. We will talk (laughs) about this in the offseason, but I'm telling you straight up. That there is a, a material that is a material factor in the equation. It's not the only explanation. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, it's mm. true. So our one our one way out, right now, as 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 far as worlds are concerned, get out of groups. That's the only way people will cheer for us. It won't us. do
2: it. It won't do it.
1: It will. It will. I'm not saying it will be permanent, but but we, we will have na fans cheering for us if we get out of war, out of groups because no one else is getting out of groups. <laughs>
2: C nine Cole have made it out of like six of seven groups they've been in. There's your jet stat for the day. Beep. Uh, I don't. I, I look. We'll see. We we. If you rewind a year, we said, if we win a title, people have to respect us. They'll have to start. Res- if we do it in a dominant fashion, they'll have to start respecting us. If if it's not a fluke, if it's if it's a close series, I get it. They I'll let them not respect us a year later and we are back to look the only thing worse that we could have done. Um, well, there's nothing. this is the worst it getting to two finals back to back and being swept in both of them is actually way worse than finishing third.
1: Yep.
2: 100%. That's why this feels, well, like actually
1: thing. maybe not this year when we would have yeah, finished yeah. third to a sub. That's right. Yeah. But in most years, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But I I do think that if we make it out of groups, we will we will have some groundswell support on a on a temporary basis, um, but there are larger pieces of the puzzle to solve, and oh, it's just becoming more and more apparent to me what the cause is. Anyway, let's let's do listener takes a question because we've already gone super long yeah. and we haven't even gotten to these. I'm like I said, I'm gonna skip over stuff that's related to rosters just for now. Yep. We will. I promise you guys, we will have those conversations. Oh yeah, very robustly after Worlds, um, but not now. So, um, if I don't read your take here, I apologize, but that's it's just not the right time for us. So, uh, some of this stuff we've already hit as usual. So let's just kind of race through. Uh, Miller time, nineteen nineteen said, "Do you think our champ pool is limiting us in big games?" Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, we talked about uh, it's. And and not just the things That we play or do not play But the things that we Can or cannot play against (laughs) Clearly with the Sejuani Right Yeah Um, So uh, yeah I mean I think we were Very predictable And the one time We kind of surprised people Was that game five EG game And After that There were really no More surprises To be had Yep So You know There's that Um, King Clang said I'm proud of this team My question is Do you think Abadaga Has stage nerves feel like two straight finals in front of crowds that he's underperforming. Um, to be fair to this take, if you rewind to 2021 finals, when we won it, uh, I think he relative to the rest of the team for most of the series, I think he kind of was a, a little bit more lackluster. Um, it seemed like his playoff run wasn't as cleaner. It wasn't, wasn't as clean. Jeez. <laughs> Wasn't as clean as some of the rest of the guys. So it's like, I don't think he played poorly at all. I think he played well, but like he, he wasn't like quite like hitting on everything. Um, and I think he even said, in after one of the series, that's like the team kind of helped him get through some of that. Yeah. I mean, he did make the winning TF play in the best of five against team liquid on Easter Sunday, which was incredible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I don't know. I don't know if I, <laughs> none of this has really felt like a stage nerves thing to me. Um, I just think C9 owns our, our brains. I think EG was lightning in a bottle and I think C9 got so deep into our heads and I don't think that's a stage thing. I think that's just, you know, mentality in another respect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, the person who looked unbelievably nervous was, uh, Tari and, clearly didn't matter if did okay which I, you know, he did okay honestly um i was very very glad to see that he was able to have a like a good performance just from a like this this is a really tough thing to ask a person to do you could tell how nervous he was like obviously he was very nervous um so you know like i almost look at that and think well if he was that nervous and he played that game i feel like once the players get into the like load in i have to imagine that for you know to a certain degree it just kind of like but i don't know that's maybe not maybe he's just ice cold
1: yeah um don't know where i land on this yet and that sucks to say after three playoff runs but i still i i think i'll allow for the possibility but i yeah just doesn't seem like it's that seems like something else to me um raijin said this is This is more just like a statement that I thought the end of it was really funny. He said, very proud of the team, nonetheless. Love this group of five, which, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Same here. (laughs) Whatever happens, I hope they know the fans are behind them, most of them anyway. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) I love this because you read it one of two ways, and either way it's kind of (laughs) like, which is like, most of the fans are behind them anyways, or... The fans are behind most of the players anyway. (laughs) Like, it's like, either way, it's like, ooh, uh, that's icky. (laughs) So, I, yeah, I I thought that was really funny. We will Um, support you
2: unconditionally, mostly. With some
1: conditions. Yeah. Carl says do you think the team should hire another mental or nutritional coach like Edward? It seems like they had mental booms at the absolute worst time, both splits this year. And I will say, I am fairly sure that the team is working with one HP. I think I saw the guy who, who started one HP tweeting something about working with them. Hmm. And so I, maybe if there's anybody from hundred T around, I know Papa Smithy sometimes lurks um, that could confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that, at least in some capacity, when HP is working with the guys, hmm. um,
2: I I thought when and I and saw... I know
1: we I know we love Edward. Wait. We love Master Roshi. I'm not. Sh- I think I think we give we give a lot of credit to Master Roshi. Yeah, I'll as, <laughs> say that. I think we as fans give a lot of credit to Master Roshi. Um, and he, I, I you know yeah, great branding. We did. He did, and we we seemed to have a good mental when he was around. So good yep. good for them. Um, Dr. Nolly, who Dr. Nostradamus, should I say <laughs> Our very own Dr. Nolly, I don't know if you saw this, Jordan But Travis Gafford um, tweeted a clip from a January hotline league Where he said caller Dr. Nolly correctly predicted The entire fate of Team Liquid's season back in January And he did What? He posted the full clip up there And Dr. Nolly got it exactly right Saying that they would not only fail to win a title in either split, but that they would not qualify for Worlds. And I'm Which sure he got laughed off the show. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that, that was a a fiery hot take. That was the <laughs> that was the Ghost Reaper take back at the time, and now he was right. So shout out to Doctor Nala wow. aka Doctor Nostradamus. Um, he says he asks, "Do you think Hunter Thieves needs to watch Rec League? That way, they know how to three <laughs> 0 shout out dr nolly representing for the uh the eg proxies versus the hundred t proxies match or even the hundred thieves versus flight check hundred talk versus flight check series yeah three o's thoroughly and we'll both directions
2: we'll tweet this clip one split from now when we have a a live uh vod review of rec league with the guys before the next finals and they 3-0 then we'll
1: we'll we'll fly out to LA and conduct that VOD review with him
2: we'll have to yeah
1: okay um Chandler Grote Grote I think he told me how to say this and I already forgot it so sorry Chandler that's yeah tell us again that's bad of me I'm sorry (laughs) um he says it sucks to lose like a lot but I'm proud we made it to the championship game from the third straight split I also hope we can stop all the roster talks till after worlds Mm. season's not over yet. And that's a nice reminder. That's
2: exactly again.
1: Meta has potential to shift pretty majorly. Um, and we've got some time to wait. We don't have to play play plans. We can mental reset a bit. Who knows what's going to happen. This conversation may feel entirely different, you know, in just a few short weeks. So I, I also want to add, yes, I'm also proud that we've done this. As I mentioned on previous podcasts, we are the most winning regular season team over the last three splits. And someone said that someone in Oracle's Elixir Discord included the fourth split and said we were still the most winning, hmm. um, which I was surprised by, but cool. Yeah. Uh, at least for the last three. Um, so shout out to Underthief. Ooh, okay. We, let, me, let me pick my spots with uh, Sammy. Who wrote us a novel With like three takes in it um, So kind of skimming this He said Solo has comfortably been dethroned By Fudge's most punchable NA And it's not even close 100% <laughs> agree as I mentioned earlier
2: I like that your award is, is catching
1: Cole. <laughs> Most punchable NA yet. yeah. Uh, my second take is that It feels incredibly hard to be gracious in defeat When you've got an org like C9 Who are arguably the biggest sore winners I've ever seen <laughs> You could say this is just me being salty, but I didn't feel this way after EG did the same thing to us in spring. Hmm. I, I don't know about this because I didn't watch everything. I didn't watch the post game yeah, pressers I didn't. from their side. I so I know that Jensen made a snarky comment to, about Steve and at Team Liquid. You know, <laughs> it's like thanks for finally helping me win. You know, yeah, yeah. A, a LCS title or whatever. But I expected Fudge to be way spicier about this than he apparently has
2: been. I didn't watch. I'm- He's
1: still at the top of my most punishable list, but to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, link me. It seems like he has—he was more of a, a ridiculous man before the series than after. But um, I get feeling that way. So you, you, you guys link me to stuff if I missed it. Yeah, because um, I'm always down to like get mad about this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're always you're always up to uh, change your opinion to be less favorable of Fudge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like you know even C C9 uh, tweeted, "There's you know congratulations on winning." NA c mm-hmm. C9, there's no way to come back. You know, like I think it was a good natured enough thing. And Jack, who I'm not a fan of, uh, was know, was very gracious in a tweet to Nade shot. And Nate was taking criticism from people, which I think was kind of undeserved. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't have the full picture, but what I've seen, don't fully agree on that. Um, I'm going to save Sammy's third take, which please don't send me multiple takes, but I, I do want to talk about one of these topics, and Cadet Kim Kim said something to say that ties into that. So let's, uh, let's just pass that over for right now. Germ of I Am Germ asked, do you think right now like slash this patch c9 is just better than 100t or that 100t just didn't show up yesterday if they did show up do they just make it a close series Mm. or could they have beat that c9 so i think the second part of that question is the interesting question right yeah it's like did they like so say we do hit the ceiling that we've we're talking about what was the result of that (laughs) series
2: look i think this is just us playing as well as we can on this patch and again that's an explanation not an excuse like you don't get to brush away a devastating finals loss because the patch was unfavorable if you want to win finals you have to be able to beat the other team almost regardless of what the patch is i think Uh, you know otherwise you will lose more than you win and unfortunately that's the position we find ourselves in right now um and i think that's a that's a big problem right so i think to specifically answer this question uh, I think if we did show up like if if we were a team able to play at our ceiling on this patch like if you, if you just say okay
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: theoretically 2021 summer versus 2022 summer if we played at that level if this patch we could play at that level absolutely I think we could beat them I don't think there's a question about that I mean we 3-0 TL and, and I don't think people would say that, that was a bad TL team or like, like oh you got an easy road to that one um so yeah i think we could we 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 didn't and we couldn't so it's you know that's not me defending the performance or saying that we should look more favorably on it
1: i i think the the patch though is more of a more of an added bonus to c9 than it would have been to us even at our ceiling so hard to say um i don't know it's just we played so badly Mm -hmm. it's hard to say we might have won it um sen said take meta's bad go next Get better meta read, increase champ pool for all lanes, equals, get out of groups, take the whole thing, copium overdose.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Shout out to Sen who is at the at the event and representing under T very well. Absolutely. Um, and still on the on the Hopium. That's not even Copium, that's Hopium right there. Get out of groups, take the whole thing. <laughs> get um, your main guy says, My take is that we should have come in third in playoffs. If Danny is on the roster, they easily knock us out. Our level of play isn't up to the par for the world stage. And if we don't have drastic improvements, we don't make it out of groups despite the group that we're in. I think like the latter part of that is unequivocally true. If we don't make improvements, we're not getting out of our group. Um, there's no way we're going to beat, you know, both uh, RNG and... Um,
2: ugh, I'm blinking. It was the... the flying was like, a, a or, Oh, sorry. What's that? <laughs>
1: No, who's the oh gosh, who's the at the top of our group? uh wow, I can't believe I'm blanking on this
2: uh,
1: uh group d Gen G oh, it took me to FIFA that's yeah, Genji that. that's right, Genji, who's like, I've watched actually a ton of Gen G. Mm. they're like the team that I've usually been watching when I watch other regions, and they yeah, they look incredible, so thank you for clearing up. I was just blanking on that, uh, so yeah, I don't think we make it out of groups. <laughs> You know, in that case. No. I'm not sure. I mean, if Danny's on the roster and we played like that, yeah, we probably lose that series. So I guess that takes fair, yeah.
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, I know I think so. Like I think if, if E.G.'s playing at, at what at the level they're at before, I think that he does. Sure. Um yeah. I would say um,
0: Yeah, I think for this take, yep, that's it.
1: Okay, um, that was your main guy. surge said, I'm proud that the team made it to finals. The team shows a lot of grit to fight their way to second place, which I think, I, that's so weird about this, is it's true that they showed a lot of grit to get through that EG series when it looks so bad. Um, then he said, I'm salty at the fact that everyone got gapped minus someday. Bot, Mid, and Jungle were extremely lackluster this weekend, and I don't want, so I agree with that, and I don't want closer to escape that because you know, he's been, especially when it comes to playoffs, he's been like a key player for us. He's made insane plays. He's been so good for so long. He didn't. Yeah. He was not much of a factor for us. Um, especially against C9, you know, uh, I, I think, yeah, we, we got an underperformance from virtually everybody, if not everybody. Yep. Okay. So let's, let's finish this portion out with, uh, The last part of Sammy's take. Um, He said, and this is something we've talked about before, so we don't need to like super deep dive this, but I like hearing other people's weighing in on this. He said, my final take, I feel like the League of Legends scene, esports specifically, is held back by the toxic personalities within it. As someone that came into the scene with 100T and franchising in 2018, just like Jordan and I, and has gradually got more involved ever since, I've come to realize it more and more. It makes you not want to invest your time and energy when you've got personalities like LS pooping on everyone mm-hmm. and other personalities following suit. It's just so toxic and suffocating. Instructive criticism seems like a novelty mm-hmm. when the popular thing to do is be a, uh, we'll say jerk. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is something we've talked about a lot yep. because it's, you know, it's like the, the clickbait race and the like, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to get back into my take about why people don't like Hunter thieves if I'm not careful, but it just, it just seems like computer people think it's cool to hate on other people.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: like, like people who like to play video games, like to go hard and make fun of people and get status that way, you know? Um, and that's really unfortunate because I do think it does actual damage to like, player mentality and player development For sure. in North America. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, one second before you weigh in Jordan, I'll let you read cadet Kim Kim's, uh, weigh in on this. Cause she responded to that tweet. She said, I kind of agree with you to be honest. I used to throw myself into any and all things league of legends content related, but in the last couple of years, it's more draining hmm. than enjoyable. I would rather just watch the games and that's it. And even that isn't as enjoyable anymore. Hmm. And I think that's the part Where I'm like I'm intrigued by this take Because like it, it does seem just Like a destructive effect Yeah Right Like Without the Like it's not even just that like So many people are negative It's like there has Stopped being More positive or neutral content Right yeah. It's like teams are just making Less content in general 100 views yeah. especially But all teams are making less content Right You know, and we don't have like hype pieces anymore. Yeah. And we don't have like promos anymore, really. And it's, it's just like, yeah, there, it is harder to like get into stuff. I think nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Everybody who's watching this show, like we're all deeply invested in this, like for better or for worse, (laughs) you know, like it's hard to let go of this, but I, I do think in many ways it's like a less enjoyable experience content wise. These days. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think probably what happens is, w- well, it's interesting, right? There, there are many knock on effects. I think one of them is um, it disincentivizes orgs from, like, is an org going to come out with a hit piece about another team's player? No. Like, that's not appropriate. And if you do a whole bunch of work to make really cool content about your team, people are not as interested because it's not talking about you know and and like look there there's and i talked to you about this there's scientific research that shows that people are more interested in negative than positive positive. and yeah. you know not not this is not going to turn to a lecture but like it's kind of hardwired into our brains right mm. like we are are naturally biased to negative information if you see 100 friendly animals and one unfriendly animal you need to pay attention to the unfriendly animal because it could kill you right so it it really does kind of go back like a long time you know a long time our brain has evolved this way over so twitter is that played out on a large scale right like you people are much more drawn to watching people be negative on twitter and youtube and that's too that's the unfortunate reality and the same is true for all different kinds of content it sucks. I hate it. I think everybody hates it. Like everybody realizes that it's bad and it's just how we're wired. And I, I think one of the things that happens is the proliferation of that kind of content and the success of it and the people getting paid off it means that there's a lot less incentive for people to try to make positive content. And that's true with news. It's true with league content. It's true with all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's too bad. That's too bad. You know, um, and I think that's, this, this take You know, from from Sammy, from Kim Kims, I think it's right. Like, I think what it does is it it for those who don't want to just wallow in self despair, and you know the Schadenfreude of watching other people suffer and fail. You're you're left with fewer options, right? Like there are just less things out there that are fun to watch. If what you're not doing is getting this like really negative, um, like it's it's like the uh, the sugar high. That you get, it's yeah. completely empty calories. It's
1: Like a cheap, yeah, ex- yeah, empty calories. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. So that's good. That's what it is.
2: It's easy to sell empty calories at the grocery store too, right? There's a reason we have that saying. It's because this is true in all kinds of different places. We don't often gravitate towards what's best for us because it's not what's the most fun.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to point out that I, you know, got an urgent message from our partner, and I just want to point out these are not empty calories. These are calories that. <laughs> Do a very good job of keeping you awake and alert and ready to game, ready to work.
2: Yeah, you know whatever you need to do. Just want to point
1: that out. No, but I I think like because it's interesting because if you think about LCS, LCS actually did some really cool content this year, right? Mm-hmm. That contracts piece. Did you see that?
2: Uh, I didn't actually watch it, but I know it's out there. It's
1: like it was like a longer documentary about contracts' life story. Life story. Yeah. Um, talks about his mom and her struggles and like their struggles as a family and what it means to him. It was incredibly good um and then the actually like the promos they shot for finals weekend were very good yeah you know and LCS has has done these content pieces that like i don't know they 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 fill some of that void but there's a couple problems with it and one is it's not enough and not consistent enough mm-hmm. and i think a lot of that is because as we've mentioned before they don't seem to be that assertive and and um proactive about gathering <laughs> Information and narrative and trying to tell those stories Um, but the other thing is it's just drowned out because why watch that when you can like pull up w double clips or iwd clips, you know Yeah, it's like you just that stuff is available and easy and empty calories like you said And those influential personalities who came up early in legal series, you know, you have first First movers advantages always so strong these people are the first movers, right? And what did they choose? They chose to be jerks all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what did they do with that power and position? They just ruined our region, (laughs) you know, for whatever reason, whether it's like you're saying, like trying to capitalize on, on just like negativity and what it does for your numbers Mm -hmm. or whether it's jealousy for not being able to be there anymore. Yeah. You know, or trying to like, you know, to be like, no, well, back in my day, blah, 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 blah. But whatever it is, it sucks. It really, really sucks. And the whole scene suffers because of it. Yeah. And no one cares about the good content anymore.
2: Right. Right. Well, I think that well sorry, one last thought on this. I, I have yeah. made this point before. I think part of what we're missing is the the look, it can't all be a numbers game. It can't all be how many views that you get. The the contracts piece got thirty thousand views, right? That's, that can't be how you justify its existence. What it does is it humanizes a player who otherwise people might not feel as drawn to, right? And, and I think that's part of the challenge. The, I, I maintain, I've said this before, the, the best I've seen a, an organization do this is the UFC. And
1: yes. they used oh my to do gosh,
2: yeah. amazing. And it wasn't like long form leading up to fights. No. Because they understood the story is compelling. The fights are, are incredibly entertaining, and that's cool too. The story is what's compelling. The players are the product, right? The fighters are the product, or whatever it is. I mean, UFC even more so than LCS for sure. Um, and they were at their best. I feel like for me, the peak of it was when they had these these players. I was really invested. In. I felt super like I was a huge fan. Same here. I would not miss a fight from that person. I would buy every pay per view event. So if you put that on YouTube. How many people are watching the John Jones, you know, like 2012, 13 era clips? Probably not that many. Yeah. But I traveled to Toronto to see him fight live, right? Like, so there's this and whether or not he is the best fighter of all time, you know, like uh eh, he's only good because everyone else sucks. It's like, no, he's he's great. It's a great story. Unfortunately, he crashed and burned kind of due to his own decisions. But at least as a fan, it it was something that I could very easily invest my time and energy into, and my dollars to go to the UFC. Yeah. I appreciated what they did for him and for me.
1: And then guess what? There's like Conor McGregor after that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's, they just it was a machine. Now there there is an important distinction here. In that um, you're right, the players are the product, and the players are you know figuratively speaking owned by UFC, mm-hmm. right? UFC has these players on contracts. The player teams aren't responsible for all that marketing right. UFC is. Right. And there's a difference because now you know you have the league and then you have the orgs and the orgs started out telling the stories really well. Yep. And the 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 league didn't really have to so much and now the orgs are not telling the story quite as well and the league is not totally picking up the slack. You know what I mean? So somebody has to step up and do that for them. Right. Um, I don't know. It, I, I honestly, that's what I, I've been saying. Riot has a ton of money. I think they need to beef up their staff when it comes to covering teams and covering the league. If they right, really want to make that a material. I mean, look, we're talking about beat writers and stuff. Like I know it sounds silly, especially numbers wise. Right. <laughs> but it's like how, 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 how much does it hurt Riot's pocket if they have 10 beat writers assigned to each team?
2: Yeah. Pay them per piece. Pay them like, yeah. You know,
1: they're just full time. If they're just podcasting and like Twitch streaming and then writing an article or two every week, like it, like how much is that Denning riots wallet? Right. To pay for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels like there needs to be more effort put into that.
2: That's, that's the thing. And it brings us back to Hunter T a little bit. When, when financial times are hard, you have to make hard decisions. Nobody, I'm sure nobody wanted to cut staff, but yeah. they had to make a business decision um, that, that I'm sure nobody was excited about. You have to make those hard decisions in a business. It's just, it's just part of running the show. Um, yeah. You give things up when you do that. And I think part of, so my concern with the LCS, my concern with 100 Thieves, and then I'll, I'll ask what you're laughing about after that, is you, you have to make these decisions shorter term. Right? There's something pressing going on that you have to address yeah. immediately so that you can remain solvent. And if you don't do that, it might be that you have this grand ambition for 10 years from now, but you can't pay the, the bills this month. And that's a problem, right? Like this this year, and I'm sure there weren't on a month to month. <laughs> um, right. But like that's, you're, you're kind of, you're mortgaging your future a little bit, right? Like, what are you actually giving up when you make these cuts? What is the LCS actually giving up when they, they allow the narrative to become written by people who only have short-term financial incentive in mind? None of the people who are constantly dogging on the LCS really are invested in the LCS remaining a vibrant product for decades. They're just leeches. They're just They're just, yeah, they're paying their bills. They're literally paying their bills. And that's, you know, that's fine. Everybody needs to pay their bills. But they, they are not in a position where they're financially obligated to, to think about the future of the product. That's Riot. So Riot kind of has to do something here to counteract the fact that the story right now is being told by people who have a one-year, you know, vantage point at, at most. And that's, that you can't have a viable product Five years from now, if every decision, if every story that's being told is, is looking no further than the next stream, right? Yeah. Like you, have to, you have to invest in the future. And I don't think they're, I'm not convinced they're doing it.
1: There's, yeah, there's so much to this. I, I would, so the reason I was laughing is because, you know, I was talking about how much of a dent to their wallet is it. And then Andres Day in and, and chat said one luck skin would be more than enough to cover. <laughs> Which is so, it's actually true. Yeah. They print money with a yeah. skin design. Yeah, Right? There's that. And then the other thing I want to say is like, yeah, you're talking about like teams like making tough decisions and staff and all that stuff. I want to make something really clear because people look at orgs and act like they just have like massive war chests and infinite amount of money. And even with those high valuations and even with those like, you know, funding rounds and everything and spending $35 million on your, you know, your, your HQ and all this stuff, like, okay, yes, yes. There's clearly some money there and some investment there. Even so, Riot is not the same. Riot is like an unstoppable Titanic force with insane amounts of money. And they can shell out for a little more investment, I think. And, and one, one of the, you know, to go back to tradi- traditional sports, this didn't come from the league per se, but like, a lot if you if you really go back to it a lot of the reason why the nba became so culturally dominant from like 2010 to like 2017 18 was because there was incredible amount of journalism and content around it the reporters were materially affecting how those stories were told what you knew about the players what you learned about the scene there's un previously un covered levels of information about the front office operations and everything. And like journalists did that. Right. And the, and that was a, uh, unification of the league and their decision making with how much access do we give and how much, you know, support do we give to people trying to accomplish this? And then the outlets that were paying for those journalists, right? Riot can do all of that in one swoop, man. It feels like I just, I don't know. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. I
2: mean, but I, I will say should. that the comments you have about orgs is absolutely true. <laughs> I think for a while there, people had, they had make believe money because they had all the, the crypto money, but that's, that's no longer available, unfortunately. Um, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Uh, I mean, right is the same, right? They're owned it. They're owned by 10 cent. They have to issue earnings. They have to answer to their stakeholders or their shareholders. Rather. Um, so they can make a billion dollars, but if that's two hundred and fifty million less than they made last year they're they're cutting their teams right they will mm-hmm. They will have things they're not doing with a billion dollars right yeah i mean it's it's amazing how quickly you can spend uh an incredible amount of money when you have multiple games you're designing, multiple games that aren't even released yet. you've got a TV show that you're working on, you've got a second season that's been re-
1: like just toss in another luck skin bro
2: yeah, more. <laughs> i don't I, I guess everybody loves the skins. i doubt it's making them a billion dollars each time they release one of those things um
1: so more like 100 million you're right yeah.
2: but th- like they're they've got <laughs> they've got to run the same business so i get it you know it's 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 uh you know nobody has free yeah. money and and i'm just and you're
1: never going to convince a stakeholder with that argument either yeah. yeah it's like you know i know i know it's like that i'm just yeah, saying they're gonna
2: it's gonna be like how Imagine many how many it. views did you get on that and they're like eight thousand. it was pretty good. And they're like, okay, stop, stop it, yeah. no, no more of those for you. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what this all is. Obviously, this is a good topic. Well, we should uh, revisit this in a.
1: But we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We just we just played in the finals this weekend, and we're off <laughs> doing forty five minutes on these topics. <laughs> That's how bad the weekend was for us. Gosh, dang it, man! What a rough. Well, at least. We still are the winningest regular season org of the past little while. At least we're going to worlds and we don't have to go through the freaking gauntlet of play-ins this year. That is insanity. Uh, at least we still have a team of five dudes that we love so much and we have great memories of. And we get another chance to see this team play in what we hope to be, you know, a, a better meta and with some rest, with some strategy. And, uh, that's what we're going to hope for. Yeah. I know this was a tough weekend, but no, I'm still going to be revving under these very strongly in our home country. You know? Yeah.
2: And we're going to be there to see them in semifinals.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, semifinals in Atlanta, let's go see you there (laughs) under Thieves players, fans and staff. All right. Uh, let's wrap because we've, we've gone for so long, but, uh, thanks everybody for watching sending in your takes, sending your questions. Uh, I've, you know, so much of of the fan base, you know, I understand everybody's disappointed. I've seen a lot of people still showing love and supporting the guys, which is great. I love to see that. Um, yeah. Let's just look forward to worlds. And I guess at this moment, at this time, we're kind of playing with house money because it's like, yeah, it can either go well or it can be more of the same, you know? Yeah. So feels like there's not a whole lot to lose here. There's, and there's a lot we could potentially gain. So I guess we'll, uh I'm going to have that mentality going into it.
2: Yeah. I mean, like if we, if we owe six groups, didn't, uh <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Didn't, didn't TSM shh. do that and look where they're at. So yeah, there's.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, man. You just made this much worse. <laughs> it's, it's not all free from here. And with that pleasant thought, <laughs> we hear dads. Say we love you and we miss you already. Right. Take care. LA. LA. All
0: I ever is one All I ever is one.